Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Keith McPherson on The Fan. 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Yeah! Can I get a yeah? Everybody go home. I got it. It's a five-hour KM to AM. Sorry for yelling. I'm all hopped up on Mountain Dew. I have to be. I have to drink like three energy drinks, hot coffees, just to be able to function. I was just here last night till 2 AM. I told y'all I'd be back. I'm trying to get this Yankees game on in here. <laughs> Speaking of back, Vogie's back. Back again. Vogel back. Tell a friend. Daniel Vogelback just went yard off of Garrett Cole in his first uh, spring training outing. I laughed, and I was sitting out there with uh, Vincent Von Vincent, Paul. And I'm like, Paul, didn't you say that Vogelback was going to hit home runs when he faces the Yankees this year? Like, that's just how it works, coming from the Mets, joining them. Well, Paul was right. I'll give you your credit. I think he might have said it hit home runs in Yankee Stadium. They're not in Yankee Stadium, but he just... Rock the AL Cy Young winner. He just put the Blue Jays up to nothing. It's spring training. It's spring training. It doesn't matter. You know, Carlos Rodon was giving up some home runs today. I saw Brian Hoke put out, put out a tweet about all the home runs he gave up. I'm like, well, no video. Didn't happen. And, it, you know, once upon a time, we didn't know anything about what was going on in spring training unless you went down there. I miss those days. I wish we could get back to that. And I wish I could get this game on the TV, but we'll uh, figure that out later. 877 877- 337-6666 if you'd like to join the show. I haven't been here on Friday in a while. I know somebody's pumped up. I know somebody's excited about that. I know somebody's like, yeah, my guy is back. My shift has got a lot better. This is a five-hour show, so you got me till midnight. I've guests joining me. We're going to drop beats. We're going to have a good time. We're going to talk about every single thing we can talk about. And, of course, I'm taking your calls. I don't have a co-host. I don't have anybody else. I mean, Connor will say something on the mic if he feels, you know, the mic is open for him. He'll chime in here and there, but you call up and you co-host the show. So the number, you, you need a number. No, you guys know the number. So uh, we already hit on the Yankees. We'll, of course, keep talking about Juan Soto and if the Yankees did enough to win the World Series and are they going to sign Blake Snell? I, I hope we can be done with the Blake Snell talk. Right? It's Friday now, last Monday, not this Monday that just passed them. Monday last week, I had uh, Brendan Cuddy on to tell you guys it wasn't happening. But, you know, Yankee fans are hard-headed, stubborn, paranoid, spoiled. The greatest rivalry in baseball is Yankee fans versus other Yankee fans. We'll never agree on anything. We'll never get along. But uh, it's March now. You know what that means. Later this month, 82-80 and is actually in the past. We'll have a new record. And uh, speaking of spring training and spring training starts... Luis Severino, L-G-Y-M, let's go Yankee Mets. Luis Severino, he's got my vote to be the opening day starter in Queens later this month. Looked pretty good today. Sevy with a beard. (laughs) 
not like in all seriousness, I don't think there's any Yankee fans that are rooting for that guy to do bad. Like nobody's against Severino. We want him to do well. He might actually be the best pitcher the Mets have. 877-337-6666. I mean, are they going to sign Jordan Montgomery or are they going to sign Michael Lorenzen? Let's be for real now. Like, there's a big difference between Jordan Montgomery and Michael Lorenzen. But we understand it's the David Stearns era and it's also the Carlos Mendoza era. And we got to talk about the Mets tonight, of course. We got to talk about the Yankees and the Mets. And, uh, I don't have a Mets reporter or Yankees reporter joining me, but that's fine. This is New York. We all can handle the conversation around our teams. The first guy joining me tonight will be Ryan Dunleavy. Shout out to Ryan. Ten years ago, he showed up to the MLB Fan Cave to write an article on me being in there as the Yankees cave dweller. I'm super proud of him just to see his progression and where he's gone on. And uh, Ryan Dunleavy will join us to talk about the G-Men. Yeah, the Giants. The uh, worst-kept secret out there is that the Giants are trying to trade up to get a quarterback. That's the narrative floating around out there. Well, duh. I know I've been telling you that. I know C-Mac's been telling you that after my show every night. Like, hey, come on. Perfect opportunity here. This is a quarterback-heavy class. Next year, not so much. You have to get a young guy. Maybe you don't get one of the top three guys, but you have to draft a young quarterback. 87-7. So, we're going to talk about Daniel Jones. I just think Daniel Jones is rehabbing and recovering from an ACL injury. He's not going to be the same player. There's no way you can sell me on Brian Dable and Joe Shane actually feeling like he's their quarterback. He's their guy. They didn't draft him. They barely wanted to give him that contract. And I just know for a fact that they're, they're not going into this season thinking, yeah, Daniel Jones is our, our guy for the future, for now or whatever. He's, he's under contract. They, I'm sure, are going to tell you that he's the starter, and he will be. But it's, it's just a perfect situation, the way the contract is structured. And let's say he is ready for training camp, which my math says he's not ready to go until September. Let's say he is ready. Good. Let your young quarterback learn the offense. Let him develop. And then when you have five, six wins at the end of the year, put him in to finish the rest of the season. And you know what? He won't be throwing a Darren Waller. I think Darren Waller is cooked. We got to get the uh, Darren Waller track. I want to hear that. I want to. I want to refresh everybody on uh, Darren Waller and his uh, his rap skills. He's a MC. You know, he had all those weeks off. He's putting <laughs> putting some bars together. Did he divorce Kelsey Plum? Did she divorce him? I don't know. I shouldn't even be speaking on that. But Darren Waller came out and said he was close to retiring after a disappointing first season here in New York. Similar to, um, you know, an offseason ago around this time when Aaron Rodgers came out of the darkness retreat and talked about being like 90% retired. I feel like if you're contemplating quitting, you're one foot out the door. You've already pretty much quit. Like, what are we talking about? If you're thinking about retiring and you decide against it, uh, you're not Tom Brady. And even Tom Brady should have just stayed retired. 877-337-6666. So, you know, we'll talk about the Giants and... Guys that they've met out there. Uh, a lot of stuff coming from the Combine. You know what? It seems like the Giants are a fun group of guys to meet with. If you're uh, Roma Dunze or Malik Neighbors or J.J. McCarthy. Like, rave reviews coming out of, uh, you know, meeting with Brian Dable and Joe Shane and crew. You know, they get Wink Martindale out of the room. 
that old man, he's cranky. They get him out of the room, and it's all fun and games. I'm just kidding, Wink. They sent Wink back to school. That's crazy. He's back in college. But, yeah, with the Jets, the thought I had about the Jets today is <laughs> the Jets don't need to fill in as many blanks as the Giants. They have the quarterback. They have the defense. They have the running back. They have a top-wide receiver. They have some other pieces uh, like a AVT. I don't care what you think about Alan Lazard, but he's there. Conklin, they have some pieces. They'll figure out the offensive line, but the question around the Jets is, will this coaching staff be so bad that they screw it up, or will the talent overcome that? 877-337-6666. I don't think we're really as worried about who the Jets are going to take. I don't think they should take Brock Bowers. I don't think that makes any sense. It doesn't make any sense that McCole Hardman's trying to say that he didn't leak any of the Jets' game plans. Where'd that come from, bro? We can connect the dots. You're a Georgia guy. There's a bunch of Georgia guys in Philly. You're a former Chief who went back to the Chiefs. Uh, we, we know that you probably uh, <laughs> told some folks what was going on. And that's why I said on my Wednesday show when I opened talking about McCole Hardman, he, he's not the sharpest tool in the shed. He's not the brightest guy. He said too much on this podcast. He went on the Pivot podcast, and he was talking like it was just – you know, the guys hanging out and the whole world wasn't going to hear this. He he basically said that the Chiefs tampered. Oh, yeah, I told him, what are we doing? Come and get me. Like, you, you, you talked way too much on that podcast, and now you're under investigation. And uh, the NFL is definitely going to do their due diligence. And what an idiot. You're a free agent. You're definitely not going back to the Jets. But, like, why would the Chiefs bring you back? They don't need to. They need to do better. They need to do better. 877-337-6666. So we'll keep the conversation going around the Jets and McCole Hardman. And where's Zach Wilson going to land? I saw that the Cowboys are picking up uh, Trey Lance's option or whatever it is. And I'm just like, Trey Lance might not be better than Zach Wilson. I mean, one guy we've at least seen play. The other guy couldn't get on the field. And yeah, I know he was hurt. But at the same time, I just, I can't stand Jerry Jones. I can't stand Jerry Jones. He's despicable. Jerry Jones, if that's your daughter, claim her. Alexandra Davis is trying to be with her daddy, and she's trying to join the Dallas Cowboys and help run some things, too. You let all your other kids call the shots and be personnel in Dallas. That's why you're not going to win anything. Let that young lady come through and get a piece of the estate. How about them Cowboys? What else do I got in my notes, man? Hmm. The Knicks. The Knicks. Christian Winfield will join us at 10.15. If you were listening to me last night, my boy K-Dub, Chris Splash, he used to cover the Nets. And, of course, the Nets lose their superstars, and they're like, hey, uh, we're just going to move you over to the Knicks. <laughs> and so he's been covering the Knicks. I guess we'll talk to him about Ben Simmons, Cam Thomas. No, we won't. What's the point in that? We're going to talk to him about the Knicks. And my message to you Knicks fans is act like you've been there. Some of you older fans know how to act like you've been there. Don't panic. All teams go through adversity. How much do we talk about the championship DVD here? This moment in time is going to be on the championship DVD. The New York Knicks had a crazy January. They stumbled a bit with injuries in February, but then they got whole again in March and made their march to the NBA playoffs. You got to believe. You got to believe that you made the right moves and that these guys are going to come back, trust your medical staff, trust that these guys are dudes, dogs, like Tommy says, and they're coming back to play. I'm listening to this radio station last night and today after Steph Curry and the Warriors, come on, come on, after Steph Curry and the Warriors come to the Garden and beat you guys, relax. You got 
bench players that you're asking to be starters. You've got Jalen Brunson having to carry the team right now. That's that's not by design. You guys forget Jalen Brunson wasn't a guy that he was a bench guy. Like, yeah, he's emerged to be the point guard that you dreamed of, but like it's gonna be okay. And you're not the only team dealing with adversity. Other teams will go through injuries. Other teams will have injuries at the worst time. At least you're getting it out of the way now. 877-337-6666. Yeah, in the playoffs, every single year we see a team have a catastrophic injury. One of their starters, star players gets hurt. You guys have guys that are going to be rested. OG Ananobi, and that's another thing too. I love everybody calling up OG Unanubi, OG Obidobi. (laughs) OG Ananobi is coming back. Julius Randle is coming back. Mitchell Robinson is coming back. They're they're around. They're visible. They're on the bench. And they're going to have fresh legs. They're not going to have the whole season of being run down. And the thing is, in the NBA, all they do is load manage. All they do is give guys nights off. The Brooklyn Nets were fined $100,000 for the most goofy shenanigans resting their whole team in front of a sold-out Barclays Center Christmas weekend. The Knicks don't do that. All we hear about is... The coach runs them into the ground. Well, you know what? These guys that are playing all of these minutes, they're going to be conditioned for the long run, for the playoffs. And your guys that are coming back, you hope that they're healthy and they have fresh legs. I don't understand what the panic is about. Isn't it supposed to be 1994 all over again? The Rangers. Yeah, we'll talk hockey too. We'll definitely sneak in some puck. I do that. I'm a Devils fan, but I understand what the Rangers are. And last night I was talking about the Islanders and the Devils. Right there, neck and neck. So later tonight, the Devils will face the Ducks. I need a win. Let's go, Devils. But you Rangers fans, weigh in on your squad, on your team. How do you feel? Right? And there should be no beef between Knicks fans and Rangers fans. What sense does that make? You share the garden. You share the city. And you're both good. And you're both expected to have runs through the playoffs. It's going to be a great time. It's March. Next month is April. We've got March Madness. We've got the spring. We've got opening day. Women's History Month. Here's another Women's History Spotlight on the fan. Who's doing that? Danielle McCartan? We got to get that up and running. Tiki just did all the Black History Month spotlights. Can we get Danielle to do the Women's History Month spotlights? Somebody do it. I don't know. But yeah, uh, Steven Nelson will join me from L.A. That's my guy. He calls the Dodgers games. We're going to talk baseball with him. I don't have a Yankees or Mets reporter, but Steven is my guy. He used to be on Intentional Talk. We met at MLB Network. And with all the conversation we were having a couple nights ago about Yamamoto, seeing him for the first time, and Otani, and you know the Dodgers, and all of this hype around them. Man, I mean, the dream for Major League Baseball, I know this, and if you've heard me speak on it since I was in the fan cave and hearing it from people that work, at Major League Baseball, the dream is to have a Dodgers-Yankees World Series. Let's dream the dream. Why can't that happen this year? It could. 877-337-6666. So again, Ryan Dunleavy will join us first at 8.15 in about an hour to talk about your New York football giants. Steven Nelson will join us at 9.15 to talk really baseball, but I definitely want to talk about the Dodgers and Yamamoto and Otani and New York versus L.A. And obviously he used to be here in New York working at MLB Network over there in Secaucus, and now he's in L.A. calling the Dodgers games. What a come up. We'll definitely talk to Steven. And then at 10.15, Christian Winfield will join us to talk about the New York Knicks and their prospects the rest of the way. And before we get there, 877-337-6666, as I see the calls 
Loading up. You guys are smart. You got me for five hours on a Friday. It's been a while. We're going to talk about everything. Call up. Join the show. Let's have a great Friday night, the first Friday of March. Keep McPherson on the fan. KM to AM returns right after this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart cart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And we're back. The lights have gone out at George M. Steinbrenner Field. I'm watching the Yankee game now. Rizzo just went yard. It's 6-2 Yankees. I don't know why it's so dark. I guess they're having some... Oh, okay. uh, This has to be new. It was a grand slam, so they're doing that, but... It looked like a malfunction to me. Keith McPherson on the fan, taking your calls, talking sports. Five-hour KM to AM. Glad to be back on a Friday. Let's not waste any more time. Manny's in Brooklyn, first up on the fan. Hey, Keith. How's it going, man? Good, good. Thanks for calling talk about starting the show with a bang i heard you i think it was on saturday i was listening to beningo and i I think you came on was it this week or last week last saturday yes yeah and i was like oh man ratings is definitely going up on the fan yeah say it louder for the people in the back (laughs) yeah i was i don't think the saturday shows really affect the ratings yeah i was like what the hell is keith doing all right but i i I wanted to get your take on, did you, were you watching Cole's uh, first outing? So I didn't actually see the, like, I just was able to find the game on the TV in here right now. So I didn't actually see the pitch, but like, as I was doing my notes, I got the alert. Daniel Vogelback took him deep and I'm like, oh, that's great. But it's spring training, whatever. Yeah, Yeah, I know, but I just found it weird because it was like strikeout, single, homer, triple, and then they pulled him. Yeah, okay. Uh, first outing, and Hope he's okay, uh, I think he's fine. I think this is just exhibition. He'll probably talk to the media and say, yeah, I was working on something. Like I said, I didn't lay eyes on it. I couldn't get the game on the TV. I'm scrolling through now to try and like see if the clips or highlights are on, on there. Yeah, I'm seeing now like a DJ made a play. I wouldn't worry too much about it. Again, I said in my open, once upon a time, we did not know what went on in spring training unless we went right. down there. You couldn't, you didn't see all of these tweets and videos. Yes, Network did not cover this many games. It's like, you know, we never saw the stuff. Oh, no, they're throwing at John Carlos Stan. Stan doesn't like that. Take your base. Right. Yeah, DJ's looking good. He stole second. Pereira looks good. He had a homer. He's looking good. 
We got a squad, Manny. Don't let anybody tell you that the Yankees don't have a squad, 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 squad. It's not all about right. Juan Soto. It's about oh, staying on, healthy. Thanks for the call, bro. Like, I, I hear everybody talking about Juan Soto to Queens. Cool. Do that if that's what you got to do instead of talking about your team. The Yankees have so many guys that if they stay healthy, there are reinforcements on reinforcements, even if they don't stay healthy. You feel me? If they stay healthy, they have a bunch of guys that have done it before, and they have some young guys. I don't know what the Blue Jays are doing. That's a straight drop. Who is that? Just drop that pop-up. Maybe because the Yankees were flickering the lights out there. <laughs> so these guys got epilepsy now. <laughs> that ball hit him right in the glove. I got to find out who that is. Error. Uh, but anyway, I'm so excited for this Yankees season. You know, I came in here tonight in full Yankee gear. My boy Danny, who cleans up after us in here, great guy. He's like, oh, you're looking fresh. I'm like, oh, this is nothing, bro. This is the Yankee jacket I always wear. Nice Yankee jersey, and I put on my, like, authentic jersey. And Act goes, who's that, Dave Rigetti? <laughs> Masahiro Tanaka. And I'm wearing this jersey because Michael Rubin from Fanatics comes out to try and say, oh, we're getting kicked around. We're, you know, uh, we, we're doing exactly what they asked us to do. We're doing what we've been told. Like, so whose fault is it? Is it MLB? Is it Nike? Like, it's just on brand for Fanatics. You guys have done a lot of janky stuff. Like, it's not just the see-through pants and the small names on the back of the jersey. Like, hockey fans are posting pictures of the uh, Stadium Series jerseys. They're terrible. They're, they're, they put Jack Hughes' full name on the back of the jersey. Like, Rangers fans were complaining about the delivery stuff. So, I don't know. I don't know who's to blame, man. But I guess the CEO had to come out and say something. I am wearing a majestic, authentic jersey. And I wanted to put it on just to feel the weight of it and the, the thickness of it. Pause. Um, it's a good quality jersey. It's it's how the baseball jersey should be. I think I paid like 250 for this jersey. So how do we go from that to now this like Nike performance where I, I don't know, but they got to figure it out. And I know Tony Clark, Tony Clark from the uh, MLBPA is saying, hey, let's let's get it together. I saw that the Royals lobbied to not have the little names on the back of their jerseys. They have full-size letters because they asked about it. They they wanted it. They didn't like the way their jerseys look with the little letters. So I think change is going to come. And I just thought it was funny that Michael Rubin came out to say, we're, pure, we're purely doing what we're told. We've been told we've done everything right, and we're getting the S kicked out of ourselves every day. That's not fun. No, because it just, it just is on brand. It goes with the rest of the stuff. Like, I remember I got this Kevin Durant jersey from Fanatics, and it was just janky. It was so like, you know how the basketball jersey is supposed to be thin up top, like a, you know, like a, a guinea tee or like a beater, like a tank. It was so wide. It, it just it just didn't even look right. I don't think I've, I ever even wore it. I think I gave it away. Let's go to Anthony in Brooklyn after we talk to Manny in Brooklyn. Anthony, what's up with those Yanks? Keith, how are you, man? I'm good. I uh, got a nice little nap in, took an energy drink in, and uh, I'm good for five hours tonight. That's great. Congratulations on the baby. Big fan of yours. I uh, hope Thanks. your family is well. Thanks. Yep. I uh, really enjoyed hearing you on the radio the other day during the daytime hours. I uh, really enjoyed that show when you sat in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're, you're the second one to mention it. So, you know, I I, I like being on, on Saturday, and you mentioned my baby as well. It's tough to do Friday, especially the 2 a.m. Friday, imagine. because... Yeah, my my wife needs me. My son needs me. We got to go grocery shopping. I got to take care of him. And it's like, man, it, it bleeds into the weekend where, like, you don't have a Saturday and the only night that I actually go to sleep when I want and wake up when I want is Sunday. And then we do it all over again. But, you know, I'm blessed. 
I'm blessed to have the opportunity to be on the radio, whether it's Saturday, whether it's Friday, but I think it's just WFAN doing me a solid and some other people a solid, like Pete Hoffman. Pete Hoffman's here all day from uh, BT and Sal, and he'll follow me up tonight at 2 a.m. You know, he's he's in the city all day, and uh, he's been on the last couple Fridays, so shout-out to Pete for picking up the Friday shift and, you know, getting home to his family a little sooner. It's a team here, right? There's a, a schedule and a lineup that comes out every week, and we all play our parts and, and do our jobs and come in and try and win. And uh, sometimes those parts are, are moving around. And, yeah, I'm happy to be here tonight. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I was a big caller to the, to the fan with with, uh, with Evan and Carton and always uh, tried to get in a couple of calls a week. Anyway, I won't keep you much longer. Hey, I know you're a big fan of the Yankees, and so am I. Uh, I, I know with Cole through to Vogel back the other day. Believe me, that's not a pitch he's going to use during the season. He's just trying to straighten things out. But my only concern is with the pitching staff is, in your opinion, if Rodon is not what he is expected to be, he looks great. I understand that physically, mentally. I hope I hope he's there. But if he does not perform, what do you see in his replacement? Could be in the minors coming up since you have a a deep perspective on the Yankees. I'm going to hang up. Great talking to you. I'll definitely call you back soon. Have a great night. Thanks for the call, Ant. Carlos Rodon's replacement can't be from the minors. Carlos Rodon is a $162 million starting pitcher on this team. In his first full season, we hope he doesn't get hurt. Right, He only had a half a season last year. Cole is coming out of the game now. That, that Vogelback homer was tonight, um, I thought, right? It, yeah, I'm looking at the box score now. Daniel Vogel back homers. That was right away um, to put the Blue Jays up 2-0 in the first inning. So I think Anthony said the other day, this is Cole's first outing. This is the first time we've seen him pitch this spring training. And, you know, going back to Carlos Rodon, it goes back to what I've been saying. I think the Yankees have done enough, right? I think the Yankees have a good squad, a good team. They can compete with whoever. But, and and it's a, it's a it's a big but, but if you think you're going to the World Series, if you think you're going to advance all the way to the World Series, which you haven't done in 15 years, in my humble opinion, you need a 1A and a 1B. Garrett Cole, the reigning Cy Young winner, is obviously your 1A. Are you banking on Carlos Rodon being your 1B? I, I don't see any world where that happens. Uh, and I'm rooting for the guy. He lost some weight. Great. He shaved the mustache. Cool. He, he's now in his second season in New York. It's hard to survive out here. You know, the adjustment to playing in New York is tough. It's a hard place to make it all that. Or if you're trying to actually win the World Series in the last year of Aaron Boone's deal, in a one-year deal with Juan Soto, Alex Verdugo, Glaber Torres, Clay Holmes, I believe, if everybody's all in and you're hell-bent on being a champion, you got to make a trade. We know you were interested in Corbin Burns. We know that you offered Blake Snell before you ended up signing Marcus Stroman. You have to make a trade, and Brian Cashman has told you that they're checking on that. They're looking into it. They're not done until it's pencils down on July 30th. Remember that phrase. That's when the trade deadline is. The Yankees are not out of finding their 1B to Cole's 1A in this rotation until July 30th, the trade deadline. 87-7-33-7-66-66. Now, you mentioned the minors. I know everybody's talking about Clay, Clayton Beater after last night. 
I was talking about him a couple weeks ago when I was saying any other GM would have been fired for the 2022 deadline that Cashman had and then following it up last year by doing nothing. That's when you get shown the door anywhere else. Like, what are you doing? What, like, why are you not doing your job and why aren't you doing it well? The, the moves that Cashman made were all for injured players, damaged goods. Like, Lou Trevino is on the 60-day IL. Scott Efros is on the 60-day IL right now. They were they were acquired during that deadline. Frankie Montas came here, sucked, missed a year. Now he's a Cincinnati Red. Andrew Benintendi played one month. Obviously, he wore a pitch off the wrist. You can't predict that. But whatever it happened, the best move that he made, I mean, he, he traded Jordan Montgomery away for Harrison Bader, literally, who came here in a walking boot, hurt, damaged goods. The best move he made was getting Clayton Beater and getting Joey Gallo all the way the hell out of here. The worst hitter we've seen. And I keep referencing this 13 banner for Joey Gallo day that hangs above me to my left. I just think that Cashman is the eternal GM. He's untouchable, and you just got to know that. And I think now he knows that after, you know, 82 and 80 and all the scrutiny and the fire Cashman night and him going to the GM meetings with prepared statements, getting at the media – He's not going to do nothing at this deadline in an all-in year, and you got to trust that he makes the right move and gets the right guy. They were in on Corbin Burns. They're not going to give up Spencer Jones. Last night I was talking about the rotation being Garrett Cole, Carlos Rodon, Marcus Stroman, Nestor Cortez, and Clark Schmidt. But then there's five guys right behind them in Luke Weaver, Clayton Beater, Will Warren, Chase Hampton, and uh, Luis Heal. So you've got your five starters and you've got your five backups. But that's not going to be enough, in my opinion, to get you to the World Series and win the World Series. Andre is in the Bronx, New York, where the Yankees will soon be. Hey, what's up, baby? How you doing? Good, man. Friday night, trying to entertain some people, take some calls, bring in some guests. If I get a beat, okay, maybe cool. I'll kick a freestyle or something. I didn't really like that Brooklyn beat coming back in. I'm not feeling the next. All right, cool. All right, all right. So check this out, right? Get one of those Fat Joe uh, beats with Remy Ma, and, and let's yeah. get it popping, right? Yeah, you're right. you're right about now, that. Listen, listen, let me tell you something, right? The Yankees have a very good team, but it is not a World Series team. It is not a division-winning team, hmm. okay? Maybe a wild-card team at best. What? I'm going to tell you. What? And I've talked to you about this before. Their bullpen is not going to be the great shutdown bullpen that they need to be, and their starters are very flimsy. After Garrett Cole, to me, you got nothing that I can depend on, right? So now listen to me good, right? Yeah. Why don't you go back and get Blake Snell on the cheap? And I know you don't like Blake Snell. And I know you It's not that I don't like Blake Snell. I don't like the idea of paying Blake Snell double. They're not gonna do it. They never were gonna do it. They offered him before they paid Marcus Stroman. Now his price is out of their budget and they've moved on. They're they're over two weeks into spring training now. Okay, because I'm telling you even if Carlos Rodan bounces back, and I pray to God that he does bounce back to at least be a 14 and 12 pitcher, you know, you know, give me 200 innings, you understand? But he is not that 1B to call. So if, unless you get that, or either they blew it when they let Josh Hader go to the Astros, they could have brought him in. Josh Hader's a reliever. He would have been a closer. Dre, uh, did, you go down to, did you go down to spring training already? Now, now you know what, man? I got some prostate issues. I got to have a something called a fusion biopsy prostate. Oh, on prayers up, man. I'm sorry. I don't know what yeah, that yeah. is, but it oh, doesn't thanks. sound good. Oh, but, yo, yo, yo it's, it's not good. All right? I, I mean, 
believe me, it's not good. But, but the flip side, if everything come back for my 60th birthday, I'll be in Hawaii on the beach for two weeks. So, you know, I miss my beloved Yankees in spring training because of this. Uh, you know, I had a high PSA, and I think all men, especially Afro-American men, should go get the blood test because that PSA is going to tell you, you know, what you're doing when you get older. See, right. you're a very young, strong man, but believe me, you know, it's very, the prostate health is very, very important for, for all men, okay? So I'm battling a little health woes, and I'm thinking about my Yankees, and I'm saying, man, we don't have enough starting pitches. I'm t- Thanks for the call, Dre. We do. I just disagree. I disagree. Just out of call starter, I said, Shaggy? Scooby? I'm like, wait, bro, what are we talking about? If the Yankees starting rotation pitches to 75, 80% of their ability, Garrett Cole is the reigning AL Cy Young winner. Multiple-time All-Star. Carlos Rodon is another guy that, like, if he actually pitches to what he was when they acquired him from San Francisco, even flashes that he had with the White Sox, he's a dominant lefty. Marcus Stroman last year was an All-Star, then he got hurt. But he's been a very solid starting pitcher in this league. And now he's living his dream. This guy's wearing vintage Yankees merch from his closet to practice. The Yankees aren't providing that. That's not team issued. He can't wait. He got what he wanted. He cannot wait to step on that mound. And and I hope that he relishes in it and and, and becomes the best version, version of himself possible. Nestor Cortez, that's my dog. Nestor Cortez, they're sleeping on. Nestor was an all-star. Nestor was in the all-star commercial two years ago. He was being talked about like a Cy Young in the year where Cole was giving up 30 homers. And Clark Schmidt, the second half for Clark Schmidt was a lot better than the first. And Clark Schmidt is a guy that was a top pick that was projected to be this homegrown starter that I really hope comes into his own this year. He's got nasty stuff. He's got a bunch of pitches. What are we talking about? That's what I say with the Yankee fans. Pessimism paranoia, being spoiled, it's never enough. Look around the league. Look around the league. Everybody doesn't have five frontline starters and then five guys waiting in the wings behind them because you know the Yankees have to replace 400 innings this year, losing King, Severino, Herman, Brito, Vasquez. They're going to be all right. And then at the trade deadline, you go get the best starter available, 877 877- 337-6666. And Josh Hader, Josh Hader, Josh Hader was never coming here. Josh Hader, shout out to Foul Territory and my guys over there. My guy Scott Braun, um, Eric Kratz, Todd Frazier, AJ Brzezinski. Uh, those guys had me on and I saw they just celebrated one year today. And Josh Hader was on their podcast and they asked who he spoke with. He spoke with the Dodgers. He spoke with the Yankees. But he said with the Yankees, nothing ever materialized. The Yankees checked in on him, but ultimately they weren't going to pay him what the Houston Astros paid him. And he was formerly with the Houston Astros and they traded him away or something. So he never actually got to live out that dream. Then the Astros go and win a bunch of World Series. Now it comes full circle for him to go and be a Houston Astro. He is a beard guy. He is a long hair guy. He did not want to be a Yankee. Yankee fans, please stop saying, oh, well, they, they missed out on Josh Hader. They did not. It was never a thing. I didn't hear an offer for Josh Hader. 877-337-6666. We've got a half hour before my first guest. So call me up and join the show. We'll be right back. Yeah. 
Mic check, one, two, one, two, yeah. KM coming through, it's your boy from Jersey, yeah, the 732. Uh, I hope they hating. I'm just waiting. Thinking about what I'm saying. You know you're listening to the KM to the AM on WFAN. Oh, now I'm rocking. And there ain't no stopping. Freestyle Friday, let me do it my way. Yeah, I told him clear them out, get these guys out of my way. My way or the highway, marathon or a sprint. I think I'm running now. Running the 400 now. Yeah, I'm thinking of something, 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 something now. That's the flow. KM on your radio. Up, 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 and away we go. Call me up. 877-337. A six is six and two more sixes. We can talk about whatever you want. I'm the guy that'll grant your wishes. Hey! Oh! Hey! Oh! Let's go! Sounds different on the radio. It sounds different on the radio. Hey, I don't mean to brag or boast. I think I'm the best host. It's not particularly close. Hey. <laughs> now y'all done got me started. Keep McPherson on the fan. Let's take a call. The Yankees are up 6-3. to three, And I'm just going through notes and... Trying to have fun. It's a Friday night. It's March 1st. It's a freestyle Friday. I usually don't do the Fridays now, or I feel like I haven't done a Friday show since January. Uh, so it's good to be back. And I usually will, like, if, you know, if I'm going to rap, I'll write something, but I don't have time. I, don't have, I was telling Connor, I was like, bro, I want to write something. Maybe next week, because I know next week I'm on Friday as well. Like I said, the lineup comes out. We know where we're hitting in the lineup. We can prepare. I will write something specifically for next week, but when I hear a beat that I like coming back from the break, I'll just go off the top, and if you want, uh, sprinkle a word on me or a topic on me, and uh, we'll have some fun. So you know that I'm freestyling off the top of my head. I will put the word in, and then I'll just say some other stuff like I just did. So trying to entertain you guys, man. I'm not on on Friday nights. Richie's out in Queens. Richie, you're on the fan. You always entertain me. Oh, cool. Thanks. That's good stuff, man. That's the Sinatra. I can listen to you all night. <laughs> um, hey, a couple of things, you know. Um, just uh, I know you're not, you're not into the golf at all. Just real quick, just a comment. It's really sad what's happening with PGA Live Golf. The money situation's taking all these golfers. I'm, yeah, I'm very uh, avid been, golfer. It's been going and on, I, Richie, and it's like I don't know. We yeah, it's getting worse though. I thought they were going to do this merger stuff. It ain't happening. Yeah, we thought and that these, they were <clears> making good on it, and and changing it and doing right by these guys and now it's like i don't know man greed money is the root of all yeah. evil and you know what mcelroy is coming and hinting at this point if he ever goes over you talk about one of the biggest hypocrites of all time and you know because he was so against it and when i watched the leaderboard i mean it takes me 10 or 12 guys before i recognize who's there so it's, it's sad i just hope they come and it's going to hurt the average guy that watches it. And the tournaments are going to go up to $500 when they used to be $45. It's, and I want to sound like a bitter old guy, and I try to keep that behind me. But it does get a little over the top. Hey, a couple of things, Keith, before I get to the, the baseball. Mm -hmm. The combines, you know, I remember 2013. You remember Stephen Hill, the wide receiver for the Jets, um, mm. who lasted about two years? Stephen he came Hill. down. What college did he come And I said, hey. Stephen he came Hill? out of Georgia, Georgia Tech. Yeah, no, I don't remember him. 2013, Stephen Hill. Yeah, they drafted him high. Turned out to be a total bust. And I said, how come you did so well? He goes, the combines, my man, the combines. Mm -hmm. And because he jumped, he ran, but he couldn't catch the ball. 
okay, I pulled them up, and yes. <laughs> Jets picked you know, Stephen Hill number 43, and now that I see his face. <laughs> yes. You but do see, remember him a little bit? I, I do, and that's the thing about the combine. It's not football. So people are criticizing Caleb Williams for what he said. He he showed up there, but he's not going to even get measured. And he said, I played 30 games. Go watch me play actual football. I don't need to show up here and prove it. I'm the number one pick. I've been projected for a year and a half as the number one pick. What else do I need to prove at this testing event? Yeah, I, I agree. But I, some of the things he said before about, uh, you know, that he wants to be part owner, I hope that that was just, you know, he said that about six months ago. I just don't like his whole demeanor. I think he's going to be very good. I think the quarterback class will be good. But, yeah, when you think about the combines, can you think about Zach Wilson. You know, he threw the ball off with one foot. And Willis, you know, who's not even a backup at this point, I don't think. So, yeah, the combines can obviously show speed and strength, whatever. But it doesn't put you in the game situation. And I just think sometimes it can just be so overrated. You yeah, know? So, definitely. There are some guys that test terribly, and then they drop in the draft, and then somebody gets a steal. There are other guys that rise because they – bench press, run well, jump well, and then they get on the field yeah. and they're not good. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with the Giants, I had talked to Sean a while ago, like when, when, when um, you know, last five games of the year, I remember I talked calling to his show, and I think I spoke to you about it too. I don't know where this team is. You know, he kept saying, no, no, it's going to be better next year. Look, we don't know that. Wink is gone. Dables had issues with coaches. But obviously – you know, you, you don't know what Shaquan, is he, is he going to be signed? And like you mentioned, is Jones the quarter? So if you've got your running back who might not be here, Xavier's McKinney might be gone, and now you don't know what your quarterback situation is, how in, you can't make any judgment at this point. You don't have a foundation. So I, I don't know what to make of it. I think more negative than positive. You look at the Jets, they have a foundation. If Rodgers come back and stay healthy, you know, as bad as Salah is, I think they'll win games. Yeah, the defense, the, their defense is is going nowhere. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Richie. The Giants. Now that you you know got me thinking about the Giants. The Giants have a bunch of holes and question marks, and you have a high draft pick, and you have a higher salary cap, and you have guys coming off of the books, and you have free agency. But you have to hit. You have to make the right moves. You have to fill in the holes. You have to fill in the gaps. And you play in a division where the Dallas Cowboys are going to be good again. The Eagles might find their way to, to being good again. They started off the year good, and don't look now. The Commanders are going to draft their quarterback of the future. They have a bunch of new coaches. They might figure it out. So you were ahead of schedule in year one of Shane and Dable. You took a step back in year two. You got to land somewhere in the middle, and I've been late at night talking on the fan, Keith O'Day 5-0 or whatever, the five reasons that Brian Dable and Shane need to draft a quarterback. There's really ten. But the main one is because that young quarterback extends your leash. That gives you time. You'll be here to develop that guy. The commanders are going to also take a quarterback. So those two guys will be paired together through the rest of time. Daniel Jones is hurt. Daniel Jones is hurt. He's, he's more hurt than he's ever been. He's got a, a long rap sheet of injuries. Now he's coming back from an ACL. Also, Daniel Jones, in his best season, the season where you were ahead of schedule, he ran the football a lot. Is he going to be able to be effective with his legs like that? I don't know. Philip is in Jamaica, Queens, before we go to break. What's up, Philip? Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Always great mm -hmm. speaking to you. Yeah, um, and I want call. to talk about Daniel Jones. Yes. At the Giants. Um, I know he gets hurt a lot, but I think we're not putting uh, – some people are not putting enough blame on the offensive line. 
He's no, we I are. I think we've all been blaming the Giants' offensive line for like a decade now. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Their I offensive guess. line was terrible, but what offensive line was Tyrod Taylor behind? What offensive line was Tommy DeVito behind? Just different well, configurations. That's true, but um, see, I don't think it's Jones. So I think I, I think uh, they honestly, I think that the Giants should stick with Jones. They have to. He has, He's under contract. Yeah. yeah. Right, because they're talking about drafting a quarterback high. You can do I, both. You can you you can do both. You can draft that quarterback, and he doesn't see the field until late in the season when you're eliminated. Well, well, I was thinking because uh, he remind, uh, Jones reminds me of Rosen, and they got the uh, the same coaches. Jo- that, Daniel uh, Jones reminds you of Josh Rosen. Yeah, Buffalo, because they both use their legs. Uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Yeah, I'm oh like, what? <laughs> a buffalo. That was a good one, Philip. Oh, <laughs> you took me for a loop there, Philip. I'm like, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen. Yes. And I Josh think Allen. and I think when Dable came in, he looked at a guy, okay, big body quarterback that can run. Let's try and get him into some situations that we got Josh Allen in. And he had a good year. Josh Allen without Dable is a turnover machine. But here's the other thing in my Keto Day 5 Thanks for the call, Philip. as we go to break. Don't you want to see this quarterback whisper with a guy of his own, with a young guy that he likes, that he can mold every single day from day one in the NFL? You saw what he got out of Tommy DeVito. You saw what he got out of Tyrod Taylor. He had a three-game winning streak with Tommy DeVito, a guy they wouldn't let throw a pass. Well, not a pass downfield, not a pass past five yards. And then Tyrod Taylor, they were figuring out how to have 300-yard games. Tyrod Taylor couldn't. Complete a two-yard push pass to win the game. Tyrod Taylor's checking into runs in Buffalo. Brian Dable's screaming at him because he's like, bro, I'm putting you in positions to succeed. And you're finding a way to F it up. Imagine if he is able to draft a guy this year, which they're going to try and trade up, but the first three picks might all be quarterbacks. And if the top three picks are Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, in some kind of order, are they in love with a Michael Penix Jr., a J.J. McCarthy, a Bo Nix? We'll find out. 8 o'clock hour coming up next. Keith McPherson on the fan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.